Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bench. It's been a while because I went camping and yeah, I'm so, just lazy. Yeah, uh, so we haven't been able to film one for a while, but we'll uh, we'll. I think I got everything that needs to be talked about uh, on here. And if not, then uh, you guys can yell at me on our new Instagram page at bench.sports.podcast. Oh, yeah, I saw it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Go follow it, because if if you're listening to the podcast, it means that you listen to the podcast, and that's where you'll find some extra stuff about the podcast. Got it. Got it. Good. All right. Should we just hop right into this thing? Yes, sir. All right. So, like uh, two weeks ago, the Chiefs uh, extended Chris Jones on the deadline, pretty much, I think it was the day before the deadline. Four year, $85 million contract. He's been asking for an extension for a while. He was going to play on a franchise tag. But uh, he didn't want that, so the Chiefs had to pay him, and they don't. They still somehow have a little bit of cap space, which is surprising. Yeah, they paid Patrick Mahomes that big old contract, and then Chris Jones now. And then Tyree Kill's only on contract for another two years. I don't know how long Travis Kelsey's on. Uh, There's. And the Honey Badger is on for like only two more years. It's got a lot of guys we need to pay. Hopefully, a few people are willing to take pay cuts. As a Chiefs fan, that's what I'm hoping for. But if not, I'm sure, I, I'm sure Tyreek will take a pay cut. I'm sure Tyreek will. Yeah, Tyreek Hill will, uh, because most of the time that he loves Kansas City and him and Chris Jones both said like recently that they want to start a dynasty which already has started considering they did win a Super Bowl and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league and most likely the best quarterback currently playing right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Chris Jones is an explosive pass rusher, may not get the stats. Some other people do, but he's always putting pressure on the quarterback. He uh, just is probably top five pass rusher, like up there with Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt, guys like them. Uh, Yeah, just I think it's a good deal for Chris Jones. I think it's a good deal for the Chiefs because they get Chris Jones. Yeah. Overall, I say he's worth the money. Yeah. And it's good that they are trying to keep that core that won the Super Bowl together. Yeah. Only and if somebody you can always get a ton of value out of them because they're pretty decent players and they got a good contract. So yeah. you can always get value. And I believe the Chiefs only lost two starters on their Super Bowl team. That would be Kendall Fuller, and I don't quite remember who the other one was, but it probably wasn't all that important. Chiefs drafted pretty well. I'm not that worried about this coming season. All right. Uh, then 
the same day, later that day, uh, Derrick Henry got extended, the Titans running back. Another four-year deal for $50 million. He pretty much is that offense. He's that thing that the Titans offense revolves around. Brian Tannehill Mm -hmm. uh, was playing like a game manager. Nothing wrong with that. I like game managers as much as the next guy. I'm a Chiefs fan, so Alex Smith is one of my favorite players. Probably one of the most underrated players, but we're not talking about him. Mm -hmm. We will later, but we're not talking about him now. Um, Derek Henry is uh, the most powerful running back in the league, no question. Top three up there with uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, no question. Mm, yeah. Definitely. definitely I'd, say, go I'd ahead. say the only running back that has a chance to be stronger than him, than, than him is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is probably one of the more underrated backs in the league, honestly. Yeah, he's so freaking... He's he's my probably second favorite, only behind Sony Michelle because, you know, Patriots. But yeah. definitely, like, my second favorite running back in the league. There was a video that came out, like, two years ago uh, of him carrying the weight rack and pulling a car. Nice. So, I'd say he's a... Got a little bit of strength, not too much, but he's definitely up there. Derrick Henry is able to make uh, big-time runs. He's one of only two running backs in NFL history to score a 99-yard rushing touchdown along with Barry Sanders. Pretty good company, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, man, it's just Barry Sanders, only like the greatest running back of all time. And then uh, $50 million over four years? I think that might be underpaying him, if I'm being completely honest. Cause he- Are you telling me four years, $50 million, or $50 million per year? Uh, $50 million total. Wow. That is... Not a lot of money for the... That's crazy. They're pretty much... Dude, you could have you literally could have paid him like 35 40 million a year and I wouldn't have batted an eye. He's that good. Yeah. Uh, like he single-handedly beat us. Yeah, Derrick Henry beat the Patriots and the Ravens pretty much by himself in the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill didn't even have 100 yards passing in either of those games. So yeah, Derrick Henry is he's pretty good. <laughs> Christ, he's he's a good guy apparently because he took a massive pay cut. Yeah, why was that good? Honestly, depending on where I played, I wouldn't take that pay cut. But Tennessee did make the AFC Championship last year, and their defense was a pretty large part of that. Their defense was uh, probably top half of the league, and maybe he wanted to keep a couple guys from there. Yeah. I see that. Oh, by the way, I figured out uh, the secret to Damian Lillard's jump shot in 2K20. (laughs) So I'm now as good with it as probably you are. So next time I'm over at your house, I'm not losing. 
<laughs> it depends on who gets Damian Lillard. That person wins. Yeah. Damian Lillard. But, I mean, when he plays. Yeah, we'll just use Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Shaq because that's pretty much the most unbeatable lineup ever. Damian Lillard deserves to be on the cover of 2K21, and he is, and that's fair. Yeah, he's an absolute cheat code in real life, too. Yeah. And that's saying something. Trailblazers would be garbage with an average point guard, but with Damian Lillard there uh, on the verge of playoff contention. Yeah. Uh, Should we talk about a little bit of basketball, or should we go on with more of the NFL contract, trade stuff, all that stuff? Get that out of the way before I talk about basketball. Yeah, let's just keep on the topic of football. Uh, I went on to Adam Schefter's Twitter account because I was running short on topics, uh, and I found out that Dalvin Cook really wants to get paid. And uh, running backs don't get paid a whole lot, as we said. Uh, Derrick Henry only got $50 million over four years, which he's one of the best running backs in the league. And Dalvin Cook is probably top 10, not a question, but... Only, like, the top three running backs should get huge contracts, in my opinion. Uh, And Dalvin Cook is not one of them. Uh, He wants money. Uh, It didn't work as well as for Le'Veon Bell. But, hey, the Vikings are different than the Steelers. Who knows? Dude, as soon as Le'Veon Bell just, like, fell off the face of the earth and A.B. fell off the face of the earth, I kind of forgot the Steelers were a team. Their defense is one of the top in the league, though. Uh, that Minka Fitzpatrick trade they made last year with the Dolphins, huge for their defense. Uh, they still have guys like T.J. Watt on there. Um mm-hmm. Actually, Steven Nelson went there from the trees. I'm not even sure if he's starting there. Steven Nelson was our best corner a couple of years ago, which isn't really saying much because our defense was garbage for the longest time, but it's pretty good now. Yeah. You guys have, like, it's average now, isn't it? Like, middle of the league? Yeah, middle of the road. Uh, it was pretty bad on run defense for the first part of the year. The Chiefs started out 6-4 and four and then proceeded to win every game from then on out once our defense got the hang of defense. And Mahomes came yeah. back. That That was part of it. Mahomes is kind of good. Yeah, you guys, like, only need him really a little bit to win, but, like, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Le'Veon Bell, he got mad that Jamal Adams wanted to trade and he got it. Jamal Adams and a third round pick were sent from the Jets to Seattle and the Seahawks gave up safety Bradley McDougald, two first round picks and a third round pick. I think think this could be a good trade for both sides because it's Jamal Adams, and the Seahawks don't pick very well in the first couple rounds. Um, the last decent pick they had in the first round was the draft that they picked Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner in the second and third rounds. So let's just say they're better at late-round picks. And not- So they're basically just the Patriots? They're basically the Patriots, but uh, not – 
six Super Bowls. They would have, the Patriots only would have had five if they would have run it on the goal line. With Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> the best running back in the NFL at the time. At the time, yes. What's that beeping noise? What What was that? That was my controller. I'm playing 2K. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, I think this could be a good trade for both sides. Uh, Jamal Adams is a huge playmaker, and uh, they got a third-round pick traded with the Jets, and that's probably going to give them a higher pick in the third round. Uh, and then Bradley McDougal for the Jets, uh, not Jamal Adams, but definitely a really underrated safety in the league. Uh, went to KU, so bonus points for that. Not really football program, but I like all the players that went to KU and made it to the NFL. Yes, sir. But McDougald is uh, well-respected in uh, Seattle still. And uh, back to Le'Veon Bell, he got angry that Jamal Adams uh, recruited him to the New York Jets and then left a year later. Uh, the reason Jamal Adams left is because he wanted to get paid. Where have I heard that before? Player leaving because they wanted to get paid. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Happened in Pittsburgh one year ago. Leveon, hypocrite, a coal. Hypocritical is what I said there, not hypocrite. And then a coal. A coal is not a word. But he's hypocritical in criticizing Jamal Adams for that move. I think. Anyway. And then uh, last football thing uh, of the day. Oh, second to last. Uh, we'll talk about this team for the rest of the time. The And speaking of the team, they're called the Washington football team officially this season. Wait, it's official? I thought that was a meme. No. The Washington football team is their official name this year. They're keeping the burgundy and gold color scheme. They have the players' numbers on the helmets instead of any logos, which I think looks cool, actually. Um, and then uh, Dwayne Haskins does not have the starting spot locked up because Alex Smith, is cleared to return back to football. And I'm really happy. No, I'm still stuck on the fact that that, there's a, that is their official name. Like, that is, that's, that, why, why, why? Could you not come up with a single name? Just one, just, you, just one name. Did you expect anything less from that organization, though? They're, they're already an absolute train wreck. So... Not really, but a little bit. All right, and then, uh, like I said, Alex Smith is coming back, and he almost died legitimately because his leg was killed uh, by J.J. Uh, Watt, and I believe it was Whitney Merciless. Uh, not their fault, but uh, just, like, got killed and broke his leg, had to get surgery, been out all last year. Like, it's been a year and a half at least that Alex Smith has been hurt, and now he's officially able to play again, and I can't wait to watch that quarterback competition for the Washington football team. 
Jesus Christ. All right, you said you wanted to talk about basketball. Now's your chance. Uh, Washington football team. <laughs> Literally, you, you could have said anything except for football team. Like, you could have said anything, like, Except for red, uh, that word, because that's... Uh, well, Apparently racist, but eh, whatever. I don't want to say it. It's a it's considered a racial slur, and I've heard that. I'm not going to risk saying it, just in case. If this was still the crisps, I would totally be making a racist joke right now. But you're not allowed to on this one, at the very least. I'm not to on this one but it's really funny like it's super funny you can but, tell me after the podcast to get it out of your system okay okay i'll tell you after um i want to talk about the denver nuggets starting lineup because um okay 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 this is gonna this is gonna be pretty 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 weird you're not gonna expect this at all but okay so, starting at center for them, Mason Plumley, Pretty normal, right? He's a center. Yeah. Yeah. Power forward, Paul Millsap. Okay. Yeah. Small forward, Bull Bull. That, he's not very small of a forward. He's a pretty big forward. Yeah. Seven foot two. At shooting guard. Jeremy Grant. Okay. Point guard, seven foot tall, Nikola Jokic. What? What are they doing? They have three centers on the court at once. What are they doing? See, that, and I'm like pretty sure they won. (laughs) One sec. I'm looking up the scrimmage results. Okay, so the Pel- the Pelicans won one nineteen to one oh four. But when they were on the floor the they did well. Like they started bull bull and it worked. I don't understand how they did it. But just because he trolled. I watched Nicola passing has ever seen, so it kind of makes sense to put him at point guard. He can handle the ball extremely well. The best center in the NBA right now, in my opinion. And I feel like the Jeremy Grant. Doesn't really make sense at all. He's a solid role player, but a starter? Because normally you see him at uh, power forward, small forward? Yeah. He played for the Thunder last year. Yeah, power forward. He played for the Thunder, I think it was last year, and he was a really good role player. Yeah, he did. Uh, He's a pretty good role player. And uh, Jamal Murray came off the bench, so... No, I don't know what the Nuggets are doing, but apparently it worked. Not, and they lost the game by fifteen, so not as well as they would have hoped. 
Well, the scrimmage is different. You have to. It's. I think it's kind of like a, how the um, how the preseason is. Like none of your starters can play after the first and second quarter. Although I think I saw LeBron in the third quarter. I can't remember, but all I remember is the fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure none of the starters on the Lakers were in, and I'm pretty sure none of the starters on the Magic were in, and it was all bench players. Which, by the way, the Lakers almost lost that to the Magic. When the starters were in, we were up by, like, 20-something. When the bench came in and it was just both of our benches, we got literally steamrolled until the end when Dion Waiters was, like, Dion Waiters mode and turned up and shot the ball and put it in the basket hoop. That's what you're supposed to do when you play basket hoop. Yes. Basket hoop. Also, freaking Kyle Kuzma was looking like a demon. Kyle Kuzma and LeBron combined for like four. And this sustained eye injury. I really wouldn't like being. Pain in the eye. Pain in the eye sounds like pain. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> a lake on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh. So Thursday night, first game back. So watch. And also, I do. Have you seen basketball? I watched. Yet? I, I watched some parts of the Thunder scrimmages so far. That's about it. Yeah. I've been yeah, watching, that was pretty. I've been watching baseball and soccer more or less uh, because they're the only ones that actually have games that count right now. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the basketball season to come back. And honestly, bro, I hope Kyle Kuzma keeps playing like he was, plays like he played last year. Because if Kyle Kuzma is back to that, like, 18 points a game, (sighs) Lakers are unbeatable. We we have the championship unlocked because I think Kyle Kuzma is one of our big like if factors. If like because like I know that LeBron and AD are gonna get their buckets, and then I know that like JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, and Danny Green are gonna do their job. They're going to play well and just get their defense down. And Alex Caruso's extremely consistent not a stat street guy but he's extremely consistent with how he plays he just is a good player all around but kyle kuzma sometimes will have those game where it's like oh god he's going for 50 we're screwed we can't do anything we should just forfeit now and then other games it's like holy crap can you even make a layup are you are you sure like would you rather be doing Posing for Instagram pictures, or would you rather be on an NBA court making millions of dollars right now? Like, what what are you doing? And I think that if Kyle Kuzma can turn it up, 
during the eight seeding games and the playoffs, Lakers are unbeatable. I would agree with that. Because if we get like another 20 points per game scorer on that team, mm, mm, it's over. It's over. You can't beat them. All right. Except for maybe the Clippers. But we don't talk about that. The Clippers aren't worth anything. Except for uh, a couple of their players. Speaking of players, do you want to talk about the player awards? I'm really good at transitions, if you can't tell. Yeah, I want to talk about player awards. Also some coaching awards and stuff like that, because that's on this article. I skimmed through it. It's from CBS Sports off of their uh, thing, so uh, that's the uh, sources I'm getting this from, some of the favorites. So the favorite. Mm-hmm. So, uh, according to CBS, the runaway favorite for MVP is Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's not a runaway candidate. But the points are pretty close, only 10 apart from LeBron James. He got a lot more first place votes, though, from CBS's staff. Uh, It was 80-20 on first place votes for Giannis and LeBron, but the points were 41-31, to uh... I think both of them deserve it. Either one of them could win it. I'm not going to get upset. Although I do think some of the sports media is like, no, we can't give LeBron another MVP. Otherwise, it'll taint Michael Jordan's legacy. Yeah, I do kind of have a problem with that. Like, if he doesn't win it because people are like, no, we can't taint Michael Jordan's legacy. That's bullcrap. Because you're not just, like, you're not protecting Michael Jordan's legacy. Well, you are, but you're tainting LeBron's more than you're helping Jordan's. And it's going to taint that, like, whatever, ESPN, whatever, more than it'll affect LeBron or Michael Jordan. It'll mess you up more than them. And then Because they'll be like, okay, that's unfair. And then some other smaller uh, players uh, getting votes is James Harden, who's, uh, yeah, he's won MVP before. Kawhi Leonard is getting some votes. And then Luka Doncic. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Doncic? I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Luka works. I'll just call him Luka because people know who I'm talking about. I think mm-hmm. all five of these guys are in the running, but it's clearly LeBron versus Giannis. That's the uh, story. Uh, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year is uh, 100%, 100% first place votes went to John Morant. It's not even close. Uh, yeah, Zion John Morant is... Zion Williamson was second, uh, but he was still 34 points behind John Morant. But so it appears that John Morant was uh, rookie is going to win rookie of the year, which is yeah. It seems like he's pretty good at the whole basketball. Yeah. Oh, why this one is the no, no, no. sixth man of the year is next. I'm going off the article. I don't want to skip around. Okay, sorry. Okay, bye. Sixth man of the year. Uh, top candidate is Oklahoma City's Dennis Schroeder. Uh, 
he's uh was a starter for the team last year, uh got kicked out of the starting spot because Shea Gildress Alexander freaking popped off. And uh Montrez Harrell, uh Lou Williams, Derek Rose, Brandon Clark, uh all in the running. Uh it's pretty close between uh Schroeder and Montrez Harrell, uh because uh they're pretty close and only fifteen points apart. Uh I can't help but notice on this list, though, uh, the, the Clippers have two six-man candidates. I don't think that's how six-man works. Wouldn't one of them have to be the seventh man? Montrez Harrell. Oh, my God, you're Montrez right. Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams are both on this list. I don't understand how that works. Hmm. But that's weird. Dennis Schroeder is on top. Uh. I really wish Eric uh, Rose would have like you know. I wish I really wish he'd win six man. Of the He's year. in the category of others receiving votes. I know. I'm on the article too. I just really want Derrick Rose to win something again. That would be it'd be cool if he won MVP. I I doubt he will, but that'd be really cool. You know. Um, I heard that the Lakers got offered Derrick Rose and like somebody else or a pick or something for like uh for Alex Caruso and like a second round pick and then somebody else. And they denied it. I mean Alex Caruso so I think is younger than Derrick Rose, is that correct? Uh yes. I think that may be it. Just like working because I'm fine with either of them. Derrick Rose have more name value, but I don't think they wanted to mess up. With him. I don't know about that. I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of more. I feel like a lot more people will recognize Alex Caruso over Derrick really? Rose right now. Like, yeah, oh, dude. No, like, like, he's like meme of the year. I'm talking like um a uh, freaking like oh reputation of people who kind of follow basketball but don't really watch it all that much like Derrick Rose is the guy that they would know but I don't think Lakers wanted to mess up the team chemistry so that's true I think I understand where they're coming from on that one all right you want to go to DPOY uh sure Anthony Davis and Giannis are split like right down the middle here uh, Anthony Davis was in it. I got it. I got it. Giannis is really good at defense, but I think his skill set is more on the offensive side, and AD is more valuable defensively, in my opinion. Mm. In my opinion. Um, he's good offensively. Pretty- he's good offensively, but he's the best defensive player on the Lakers. And Giannis is the best player on the Bucks by a mile. Sorry, Chris Middleton. Yeah, I guess, but like, still, don't sleep on AD's offensive game. He's I still do, the best I, power yeah. forward, and well, I guess. If you consider Giannis power forward, Giannis is the best power forward in the game. 
But if you don't consider him a power forward and you consider him like small forward or whatever, then he's then AD is the best power forward in the game. But I guess he's officially listed as a power forward. So second best power forward in the game, but I think he has the best offensive game out of the power forward. I think that's fair. Cause um you can stop Giannis. It's hard, but you can. You it is very much possible. But if you stop Anthony Davis inside, he's just gonna shoot on you. And also- Giannis doesn't really have that yet. Like, yeah, he'll hit a few, but he won't put up buckets like Anthony Davis also- will. Anthony He's, Davis can just pass it to LeBron James or Alex Caruso or someone like that and uh, have them create yeah, for him too. So Anthony Davis really has more uh, breathing room than Giannis does because he has a better team around him. Yes, I I agree. But yeah, I got I got AD winning. DPOI just because he's more not effective is not the word, but I feel like he affects more on the defensive end. Like Giannis is a guy that will really lock down his man and, you know, maybe like catch a few blocks when somebody else like loses their guy, but he's really more of a like one-on-one you ain't scoring tonight. But Anthony Davis, on the other hand, you just slap him in the paint and you're going to single-handedly drop the opposing team's percentage in the 15%. That's AD. That's not Giannis. So I got AD winning it. I think that's fair. I believe the next category is the most improved player. Bam out, of Bam out of bio is in the lead. And then some other guys, Brandon Ingram, Luka Doncic, uh, Jason Tatum, Devontae Graham, Norman Powell, and Pascal Siakam. However, I do think Pascal Siakam, Jason Tatum, and Luka Doncic were all like names that people knew before this year. And Brandon Ingram. Like, Brandon Ingram improved a lot. I feel like the three main people that should really be in this are Devontae Graham, uh, Bam Adebayo, and uh, B.I. I honestly think, I'm honestly a little upset that uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander didn't even get a single vote. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. I feel like he'll get, he'll get his his, his all star game sometime if if he keeps improving at the way he is and he keeps getting better. I feel like he can make an all star game in the future, not like next year, unless he takes like a huge jump that I, that we're nobody's really expecting. But like he can make it like two or three years down the line. Like I'm sure. Also, side note: this is the first time in eleven years that most likely an Oklahoma City player will not win MVP will not be top five in MVP votes because Russell Westbrook, Where's Chris Westbrook, KD, and uh, Paul George over the last 11 years have all gotten top five MVP votes, one of them while playing for the Thunder. 
and they won a total of huh. zero championships in that time, which... Let's move on. Haha. Your organization sucking. All right. Let's move on to Coach of the Year. <laughs> Which uh, is ironic that I say something about the Thunder because Billy Donovan is actually second in voting, but it's runaway pretty much for Nick Nurse, for the Toronto Raptors head coach. Yeah. And Billy Donovan, really? Take him off the list completely. He shouldn't have any votes. I understand that they lost a bunch of players and he still won. But Billy Donovan's coaching style is players play basketball. That's Billy Donovan. That's what he does as a coach. I think it was more on the players this year than him. I really don't like Billy Donovan. Because he's... He doesn't have any game plans, and that's why I believe the Thunder always choke in the playoffs because he doesn't coach his team very well, and I'm upset that he's second in voting. But Nick Nurse, uh, he lost Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green uh, this offseason, and he still has the third-best record in the NBA. And yes, I did just steal pretty much the entire description of why the thing is on CBS Sports. Uh, Can I just point out that um, Michael Cassidy, Blomain, and um, Avery Johnson are the two smartest people on this uh, NBA picks thing for CBS Sports. Okay. Because they're the only two people that put LeBron for MVP. Okay. So you guys are actually really, really smart. I feel like there are probably some people who voted Giannis have some basketball IQ and like just thought Giannis had a better year or that LeBron is like they're just like LeBron has been good for so long. I think it's from name value, even though it's not. That's me replicating what I think. Uh, other people. I feel like Giannis has more name value than LeBron at this point. I think so too. I think that might be the case. Giannis on tape. I feel like okay. I feel like hyping up Giannis is a lot more popular than hyping up LeBron James because if I talk good about LeBron James, usually somebody argues me. If I talk good about Giannis, nobody argues a damn thing. Well, neither of them should be arguments. They're both all-time greats, both future Hall of Famers. It's like. Yeah, but still. By the way, I think we should talk about this. Um, Derek Rose, future Hall of Famer, question mark. I don't know. I think he should totally be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. But, personally. but if he didn't make it, he'd be the only Hall of Famer or only person to win an MVP ever. To not make the Hall of Fame. He's the youngest MVP ever. Like, we shouldn't let the fact that injuries absolutely plague the stuff out of him. Then, like, we shouldn't let that affect the fact that at one point, he looked like the greatest point guard of all time. Scoring point guard of all time. I doubt he would have been better than Magic Johnson. But, 
we we don't know. We never we never got to see it. I think you definitely could. I'm not a Hall of Fame voter, so I don't. I wish I was, because Derrick Rose would be in the Hall of Fame. You, you're not the only person that gets to choose, but you, maybe you just yell at everyone else that votes. Yeah, I could. I feel like there's going to be the one person that's like, nah, LeBron doesn't get to be in the Hall of Fame, and everybody's just going to look at him like, you stupid? That's kind of how I stupid. felt about Derek Jeter uh, in baseball. Like, he was pretty much one of the best players of all time, probably the best shortstop of all time, especially mm-hmm. offensively. Uh, and then uh, he was unanimous, except for just one guy. One person didn't vote him into the Hall of Fame. Who is this one guy? Like, <laughs> I swear to God, it's going to happen to LeBron. It's going to happen to, like, freaking Giannis. It's going to happen to, like, I don't know. It's going to happen to everybody. That one guy is just going to be like, yeah, not good enough for me. Should have won uh, one more MVP and 14 and a half more championships. Loser. 14 and a half. How do you win half a championship winning the conference? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You get there, I I guess. But technically, me and LeBron would have like seven championships if getting there was half a championship. <laughs> and last time I checked, LeBron has three, not seven. Okay, so let me calculate this. He'd have six championships if it counted as half the championship. No, because he's been to nine. Oh, he'd have seven and a half because he's been to nine finals. He's three and six in the finals. So those three. Oh, you know. Stupid man. Very, very stupid man. Ashton, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm not smart. My hand smooth. Very nice. All right. Executive of the year. Uh, this is the last category. Uh, Sam Presti from Oklahoma City is winning, followed closely by Lord Frank of Frank of the Los Angeles Clippers, and then falling behind a little bit is Rob Polinka of the Lakers. All three of these guys are in the conversation, but I think Sam Presti, because like the players wanted out, and he got the most of what he could get from that, like. Shea Gildas Alexander, mm-hmm. Danilo Gallinari, and about approximately 42,000 first-round picks for Westbrook and Paul George. Oh, and Chris Paul. Don't forget Chris Paul. And Chris Paul, yeah. I forgot that he was in the trade with Houston. Like, the main reason Oklahoma City were, was any good this year is because he got – really good players from those trades. Uh, and I I just really wish the Clippers had collapsed. I remember watching the Clippers elimination game last year for six. Uh, I remember just Alexander and I was like, this guy's going to be a demon next year. And turns out he was. I didn't know it was going to be in freaking Oklahoma City, 
But I knew he was going to be really, really good, which I'm proud of myself for that because I totally guessed it. Like, a, like an absolute, like an absolute man. I don't know. I'm just kind of talking. Okay, so just in one last thing about basketball. Do you think it'd be too outlandish if Russell Westbrook missed the Hall of Fame because of how he's treated the media over the years? Like, he's just... Russell Westbrook missed the Hall of Fame. And if he misses the Hall of Fame, that's total bullcrap. He should not. There is no possible way that Russell Westbrook could not make the Hall of Fame. He's a top 30 player of all time. Uh, There is no possible way. Okay. Okay. He's won an MVP, averaged a triple-double for three straight seasons, the most athletic and explosive point guard of all time. Like, there is no way in hell he's not going to make the Hall of Fame. All right, and then uh, let's – I'm going to switch it over to – I'm going (laughs) to switch it over to one little tiny thing about baseball before I – uh, tell everyone about my predictions for the season, which has already started, but I I had my predictions done before it started, so it doesn't count. I'm just repeating it after. Um, uh, the all MLB teams out of the three games that they've all played have won a game, except for the couple, except for the Braves and the Mets, which have only played two games. But every other team has played three games and won at least one of them. And the Braves and Mets are one and one against each other. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to go make some coffee because I have to finish Avatar The Last Airbender tonight. I'm not going to leave so you can talk about that. And I'm just going to go turn the coffee maker no, on that, real quick. That's I'll about right all back. i got to say. Yeah, that's oh, really? it. Oh, okay. Do you want to do outros? Uh, no, because I'm just going to pass it over to me because I still have to do my predictions. Oh, do you have like a separate recording? I'm going to do a separate recording. I haven't had the time to record yet. Uh, okay. Well, this is goodbye for James, I guess. Uh, hope you all are having a very nice time and... We're going back to school, and I'm very happy that we're going back to school. I can't tell if that's sarcasm or not. Oh, it is definitely not sarcasm. I'm tired of sitting okay. at home. That's- oh, also, uh, I'm driving uh, next week, so uh, be careful on the road. And then uh, after that, I'm driving more because that by then I'll have my license and I can go vroom vroom. And I can't wait to commit several counts of vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> Almost made an episode without making an offensive zo- joke, but I'm not going to cut that one out. It's that was not offensive. It's fine. It's fine. All right. All right. Goodbye, uh, everyone. Uh, except for me. I'll, I'll still be here. Hey, I, I told you I would still be here, and I am. So uh, let's just pop into it. Uh, MLB predictions. Let's go. Uh, number one seed in the uh, in the American League with a 
49-11 record is the Minnesota Twins. They have a fairly easy schedule. They have the Pirates, the Tigers, the Royals, um, and then some average teams. Uh, not a whole lot of great teams in that they have to play except for the Cardinals, Reds, and maybe the Brewers. Uh, so yeah, that's that, uh, in second place in the American League would be the Yankees, 43-17, and 17. um, they're the Yankees, that's all I gotta say, good pitching, great hitting, that's what they are. Third, oh god, I forgot about this one, I have the Los Angeles Angels, uh, um, Angels, uh, have Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, uh, both of those guys, uh, are good, Albert Pujols, uh, I think those three guys are good enough to get them 38 wins, all by themselves, their pitching staff is average, uh, so I believe that they can win 38 games and get the third seed in the American League. With the expanded playoffs. And then in the fourth seed. I have the Tampa Bay Rays. Who are there simply because. The. Uh, the Yankees had a better divisional record. Uh, 43 and 17. Uh, um, as well. Uh, they have lost three more divisional games. Than the Yankees had. Then coming in at number five. We have, uh, the, oh, Cleveland Indians, uh, they have really, really good pitching as a Royals fan. I watched the last couple of games the other, throughout the last couple of days, and, uh, yeah, Indians are pretty good. Shane Bieber, uh, Clevenger, Mike Clevenger, um, and, uh, whoever they started today, I don't remember his name. But they're all really good pitchers. Uh, their leaving is pretty good. Brad Hand, their closer, is insanely good. Uh, so, th just their pitching is mainly what's going to carry them this season. 36 wins is my prediction for them. Sixth seed in the American League goes to the Houston Trashdros. Get it? Because they, they, hit, they hit trash cans. Okay, yeah, they still have um, Justin Verlander and Zach Greinke. Uh, still have Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, uh, guys like that. Just being able to hit pretty much anything. Uh, then at 7, I have the Boston Red Sox. They made the playoffs again. Yay! Uh, 32 and 28, they... Uh, with the seven feet, uh, they're okay. Solid roster. Lost Mookie Betts, but they still have JD Martinez. And then the eighth seed, I have the Oakland Athletics. Uh, they are, uh, lost. They are the only team. In the playoffs with the losing record, uh, twenty-eight and thirty-two, uh, they're just a really good team. Solid players all around. Uh, nothing special about them, but 
they do have a lot of um, firepower on their team. No one in particular that I can think of. The Texas Rangers uh, barely missed out. They had the same exact record, only lost one more divisional game than the Athletics did if they had won that uh, one more game. Against the Athletics, they would have this playoff spot, but they don't. Um, so, sad for the Rangers. Uh, uh, they have, uh, Jeff Mathis, who makes Mike Miner, Lance Lynn really good, and is also, at the time of this recording, batting a thousand on the season. Hopefully, he keeps that up. That would be really, really good. Alright, and then uh, number 10, I have the Chicago White Sox, 25 and 35. They have a lot of offensive firepower. Eloy Jimenez, uh, shoot. They signed, I believe, Edwin Encarnacion, I believe is the hitter that they signed this offseason. Uh, just a lot of young talent on that team. Uh, pitching is questionable, uh, but... They're good enough to get 25 wins, three games out of the playoffs. Then at number 11, I have the Toronto Blue Jays, kind of like the uh, White Sox, have a lot of young talent on their lineup, but the pitching is questionable, and so they are 23 and 37. And then at number 12, we have the Kansas City Royals. Maybe a little bit of bias, but I don't think so. The pitching is much better this year than it was last year. Hitting so far uh, hasn't lived up to the expectations, but I believe they'll get their stuff together. They have uh, Whit Merrifield, the most underrated player in baseball. I'll defend that till the day I die, until there's another more underrated player. Um, they... So Whit Merrifield, Salvador Perez is back. Uh, he hit a home run the other day. Uh, Jorge Soler, who led the American League in home runs last year, I believe he also, yeah, just the American League in home runs. Uh, yeah, Hunter Dozier is out with coronavirus, and same with Brad Keller and Jacob Junis, I believe, who really hurt the Royals. Uh, not having those guys because they are two of their four good starting pitchers along with Danny Duffy and Brady Singer. So just can't wait to have those guys back. Uh, then the Royals can get up to the 22 and 38 record. I'm preaching for them. Number 13, I have the Seattle Mariners. 13 and 45, 15 and 45, sorry. Sorry, just... Not a good team. You know who else is not a good team? The Detroit Tigers, who went 12-48 and 48 in my prediction. Uh, just not great. A team there. Uh, and then number 15 is clearly Baltimore Orioles. Their most famous player is known for not being able to hit the ball. Sorry, Chris Davis. Time to hop over to the National League. Number one, it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. Did you expect anyone else? Because if you did, you were wrong. 
Um, they have monkey bats. Uh, they have uh, <laughs> mine's drawing a blank, but they have a really good hitting lineup. Uh, solid bats throughout the lineup, and then their pitching staff is gonna shut you down. Their rookie Dustin May that started the other day is pretty darn good. Uh, Clayton Kershaw. That's all I gotta say. Uh, Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. And then the Washington Nationals, the defending World Series champions, are the second seed. They handed Anthony Rendon over to the American League. Uh, number three seed, which was the Los Angeles Angels. But they're still a really good team. Hopefully, one Soto can get back really quick. Otherwise, this prediction will look really, really bad. They're 1-2 right now against the Yankees. St. Louis Cardinals, uh, third seed in the National League. Uh, just solid pitching, solid hitting. Don't know how this new manager is going to turn out, although kind of do agree with you firing the old one. I don't really like Mike Matheny all that much. Maybe it's just because I'm not used to his style coaching. Uh just uh make some weird substitutions that I don't really like. I'm talking about the Cardinals old manager. I am sorry. Uh Cardinals are just a solid team. Hitting, pitching, and they're going to win their division, third seed in the National League. And then the Atlanta Braves are 39 and 21 and they are the fourth seed. Uh just pretty good. Ronald Acuna Jr. is probably the highlight of that team pretty clearly. Uh, sorry, I got a sneeze coming. I don't know when it's coming. It'll come eventually. Then at number five, I have the Cincinnati Reds who got a bunch of players. They have Joey Votto, they have Mike Moustakis, and then they got Trevor Bauer from the Cleveland Indians who basically got traded because on the same day that the Royals killed him. That's something I'll always be proud of. Uh, number six seed is the Milwaukee Brewers. They went 38-22, one game behind the Reds. Um, Brewers really uh, are the same team they had last year, except minus Mike Moustakis. Mike Moustakis gives the Reds one win and takes it away from the Brewers. That's all I got. Uh, Cubs. Uh, no, wait. They're not in the playoffs. Sorry, Cubs fans. Uh, seven seed is the Padres. Uh, they're got young talent and Eric Cosmer. Anyway, Colorado Rockies, Nolan Arenado. I don't know why I've been winning that many games. Probably should, they have 34 in my prediction. Probably should have given that spot to the New York Mets who barely missed the playoffs because they're the Mets. Uh, 30 and 30. Uh, they have uh, Pete Alonzo, who's one of the most exciting players. Uh, he was a rookie last year. Uh, then they have, uh, frickin', what's his name on the mound? 
Jesus Christ. Sorry, uh, my mind's drawing so many blanks today. I don't remember his name. Sorry. Uh, you, their ace pitcher is really good. And then their lineup is pretty solid as well. They went on a huge win streak at the end of last year. Weren't able to make the playoffs. Barely missed them. And same goes with this year. And number 10, we have the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Bryce Harper. Really the only highlight, I think, of that team. Maybe Reese Hoskins. Um... Really not a lot to like about this team because I don't like Bryce Harper. He's a good player. I just don't like him. Uh, 11. Uh, the Chicago Cubs. Um, they're not the World Series team they were a couple of years ago. Uh, 12. The San Francisco Giants. Also not the World Series team they were in 2014. 22 and 38, which is the same record that the team they were playing in 2014 has this year, in my predictions. Coincidence? Absolutely, yeah. It's complete coincidence. Number 13, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Got Noah Syndergaard. I don't know. 21 and 39 for them. Um, 14, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. 14 and 46. 14 is their ranking, and 14 is the amount of wins they have. And then 15 is the Miami Marlins. Uh, just not a lot to uh, look forward to with this team. Hopefully they will, because I just don't like to see a team suffer this badly. And the Orioles, you too. By the way, I have the Marlins going 5-35 and 35 in their division. More of their wins came against, most of their wins came against the Orioles, let's be real. Alright, that's my MLB regular season predictions. What about the playoffs? Glad you asked. Uh, the Twins and the Athletics play in the first round. Uh, I have the Twins advancing there. Then the Rays and the Indians. I have the Rays advancing in the three-game series. That are playing the first round. Angels and Astros. It's the Astros. Because they have two uh, pitchers that'll... Because I trust uh, Justin Verlander and Zach Greinke to shut down the bats that I mentioned earlier on the Angels. And two games is all they need to advance here. Uh, then the Yankees and Red Sox are... Uh, it's, it's the Yankees. It's got to be the Yankees. It's not even going to be close. The Red Sox aren't really uh, that good anymore. I don't know how they made the playoffs in my predictions. They just happened to. Uh, Dodgers and Rockies. It's the Dodgers. Braves and Reds. Uh, I gave this one to the Braves. I don't know why. I may just like their logo better. Tomahawk Trop, I guess, is pretty cool. That's the same thing that the Chiefs do. Uh, anyway, uh, the Cardinals and the Brewers. Uh, I have the Cardinals advancing here. Uh, Nationals and the Padres, reigning World Series champions, retain their first-round win. 
And then uh, we got the Twins and the Rays in the second round. I have the Twins winning, uh, then the Astros and the Yankees. I have the Astros winning because I think their bats are as solid as the Yankees and their pitching is better. So the Astros win that. Uh, and then, let's go, where are we, uh, Dodgers, Braves, uh, Dodgers, Cardinals, Nationals, uh, Nationals are a better team here, uh, Cardinals have solid players throughout, but the Nationals have really good players throughout, and then we have the Twins and the Astros, uh, I have the Astros winning because just, I think, better lineup and a better pitching. And then Dodgers and Nationals. This is the same uh, teams as last year in the uh, National League uh, Championship round. It's the Dodgers. Uh, and then last year's World Series is repeated in the Astros and the Dodgers play. However, there's different result. It's the Dodgers.